Yo, welcome back to the First and Go podcast. I'm your host, First and Go. Season 3, episode 18. Yes, I pretty much took damn near a month off. Um, you know, it's the holiday season and then uh, was dealing with some sickness in the household and some couple of things. But we back at it again. It's playoff push time in the NFL and we got to talk about um, the Final Four of the college football playoffs. We got our Final Four. It's pretty much who I thought it was a couple of weeks ago who was going to end up being it anyway. And we got who we got. And now we got the matchups. We gonna, I'm going to give you my hot take prediction on who going to win those games. Um, in the playoffs for college football. With that being said, we got to first off start the show with a summer note. Um, Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach was hospitalized with a massive heart attack. And that was just a couple of days ago. And next thing you know, we get the news this morning that he passed away last night. At, at the age of 61 years old. Um, this is a big, I, I, yeah, I must say, it. yes, it is a big loss because of the impact that Mike Leach put on the sport of college football. This is a very big loss. Um, Mike Leach's coaching tree is, is about as big as Nick Saban's and other coaches legendary coaches that have put trees together for other coaches to be who they are. Um, Mike Leach came from, he, he coached other places, but where he got his big stardom at was at Kentucky as a offensive coordinator, ended up coaching Tim Couch that ended up being the number one pick back in the day in the late late early late nineties, early two thousands with the Cleveland Browns. If I'm not mistaken, it was ninety nine if I'm not mistaken. Uh don't don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I'm close to it. Um and then he ended up as the office coordinator with Mike Stoops at Oklahoma. Um and with that, with that, they won a national championship while he was there. He ended up going at Texas Tech. And, you know what I'm saying? Texas Tech was Texas Tech. They weren't the the darlings of the Pac-12, excuse me, of the Big 12. But they were a team to, you don't sleep on Texas Tech. Like, you know what I'm saying? You better come, you better come make sure you handle your business or they will put 60-something 60, 60 points up on you. Uh, but that was Mike Leach identity you know he was you know he he, he was a quirky off the wall type coach always been now you know the situation at texas tech was uh the, the way it ended it 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 it, 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 it should it should never ended it the way they did not to say um that that what was ha- happened was was the right thing to, that it was done But 
he ended up taking a three-year break, ended up getting hired at Washington State. Did pretty much the same thing with Washington State like he did with uh, Texas Tech in Pullman. And next thing you know, uh, after the 2019 season, he ended up going to the SEC as the Mississippi State coach in 2020, 2021, and this year in 2022. Um, Like I said, he was 61 years old. Very very offensive, great offensive mind. Um, will will be really missed in college football, not just for his quirky and off the wall interviews or press conferences, but just you know going to get the always recruiting the the kids that not, that other programs refuse to recruit and give them shots and give them chances to shine. Just remember, he had Michael Crabtree. And just think of the talent of Michael Crabtree was at the height of his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think of that. Like, he turned Wes Worker into a legitimate receiver. Like, nobody was even looking at Wes Worker in college. He ended up getting drafted by by the New England Patriots, and then you the rest is history. Like, come on. Like, that's just that's that's just the name a couple of people that he has impacted as a coach. Um, we ain't going to talk about he coached guard Manchu <laughs> at Washington State and turned him to Manchu Mania before he even got to the NFL. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, he, he had that he had that touch with um, players, and he also had a certain touch with coaches. Coaches, he was very respected, very, very respected. Um like I said, we'll be sorely, sorely missed in the college football world. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Now, let's get on to the show. What, what, like, what y'all want me to say? <laughs> what you want me to say? There's a lot of things that I missed in the last month. We'll see. Uh, we had the Jackson State debacle with with primetime. Oh yeah, primetime ended up leaving, ended up pick, ended up taking the job that I did not want him to take in Colorado, but but he took the job, and I'm actually starting to believe I'm starting to like him at Colorado now. But just because I didn't like him to take the job, don't mean I don't think he won't do a good job. Um. I just think that he was, he is, for what he can do, he can do better at a, a better job. Now, look at it in a, in a hindsight of it, he might turn Colorado into something, especially with SC and UCLA leaving. You know, they still got Stanford, which, you know, eventually Stanford will come back. You know what I'm saying? They still will have Oregon, they still have Utah. Um, and or the way Oregon State is, you know, the way Oregon State is, um, their culture now, like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 they still got some teams that's still there, but in the high side of it, you know, with the transfer portal opening up like it is, it shouldn't take Deion Sanders and Colorado any time to get really going and it honestly is really not it actually is really not it is actually started it off 
while I've been off the podcast for the last month or so. Um, he got he got a couple recruits. Also got a couple uh, transfers to come through. He got a couple of assistants that was at Jackson State to come back. You know to come with him. Like he said, they coming, and we coming, and necessarily. And he's bringing. He's gonna bring that that no nonsense, old school, but with a little mix of new school. He's going to. He's going. The, the kids today is going to gravitate to him in a certain way. He's going to weave out the ones that need to be weaved out, and he's going to elevate the ones that wants to be elevated. So necessarily, I have no problem with him. I don't have a problem with him leaving Jackson State. I do uh, now. The situation, you know, that's a different kind of convo. I really want to get it with. Don't want to get into at this very moment because I want to get into other stuff that's going on in today, you know, up, you know, what's going, what just happened this past weekend in the NFL and stuff like that. But, but necessarily, you know, I don't really want to go backwards, but with that being said, there will be, Colorado will be a team to necessarily keep your eye in the next year or two so moving right along before i get in really deep into the nfl situation and everything else i want to talk about college football for a second um we got our top four teams we got our matchups we got michigan and tcu we got ohio state and georgia ohio state georgia is going to be the Second game and the Ohio and Michigan and uh, TCU game is the first game on that day when the playoffs starts. And so, like I said, I have a hot take, and I'm gonna tell you this: it's gonna be they gonna have three to half weeks, almost four weeks before they play each other. Honestly, they really do. And and even then, now it's more it's more closer to three and a half. That it is four, completely four weeks. But the thing is, I just think the layoff of those three weeks for these four teams, one of these four teams is going to have the worst rust. And I'm very, very concerned, very concerned about Michigan having that rust. Reason why I say that is this. I have TCU in in, in the national championship. Now, I ain't going to tell you who I have them facing you just yet. But let's just focus on the Michigan and TCU aspect of it. Sonny Dykes versus Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is one of the best, one, one of the, if not top two best coaches best coaches in, in, in the game right now in college football. If not the best coach right now. Now, we're going to have, there's going to be some arguments with Kirby. It's going to happen. All you want to be Bama fans going to say saving. But let's be honest. Jim Harbaugh is doing the damn thing. Has been doing the damn thing for a very long time. I'm a fan of Jim Harbaugh's. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front that. Like, he's quirky. 
He, but he's very consistent of what he wants to do, just like Mike Leach. Mike Leach was very consistent of what he wanted to do. He wants to innovate. He wants to, you know what I'm saying, bring a different flavor to the party. Jim Harbaugh just wants you to have heart, toughness, and be consistent. <laughs> That's it. And, 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 oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, ultimately win the damn game. Outside, like that's that's it. Jim Harbaugh is not as complicated as you think. He wants toughness, heart, competitiveness. Wants you to be consistent, and also, hey, let's go win this game. It's not that, and it, 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 it's not hard. You watch Michigan. Michigan, all they did was run the ball. Like, let's be real. Like. You, 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 I'm gonna ask y'all this, and some of y'all might know, but it's a rhetorical question. Do you really know any receivers, any true receivers that came from Michigan right now in the last two years? Right now, even this season, can you even name a receiver from Michigan that's just you think that's really that damn good? I'm sorry, I can't. Blake Quorum was the offense for Michigan. We are not about to sit here and pretend it wouldn't. Oh, yeah, they got this other cat that, that's pretty much taking up the mantle since Corm is, got injured. N- haven't heard a word that Corm going to try to get in the NFL, you know, but the word is that I believe that he has another year. So it's a possibility he might not he might come out not this after this season but possibly that season. So Blake Corn might be coming back to Michigan. Now, with that being said, too, is this I believe Sonny Dykes, and as much as I like Jim Harbaugh, but I believe Sonny Dykes got something for Jim Harbaugh and that defense. It's something about a team that has came back not once, not twice, not even three times, but five, at least five times this season. The only time they did not come back and complete the game and win it was the Big 12 championship game. But those five games, but those other five, five out of six games that they had to come back, or has some type of deficit, or just come back, just have to pull it out, the rabbit out their ass, and win that game. What's what's the conference championship game? But it's also the team they also beat at Kansas State. They beat Kansas State at Kansas State. So necessarily. It'd be different if they never played each other, but they, they but they already played each other. And TCU came back on them then. But Kansas State learned to hey hold on to that monster. But I'm telling you, there's something about that team. After the game, they a little pissed off. They like it's like a relief. It's like that seven pounds of pressure is just relieffully came off of them and now they pissed. I don't believe TCU is the is the hunted. They are the hunter. 
And I never and 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 I know a lot of people never believed they was ever gonna be the hunted. But I'm sorry. It's something about the hunter attracts people to understand, hey, they beat Michigan. They just might give a run for their money for that other team, for one of these two teams that's going to be playing after them in Ohio State and, and Georgia. They might give them a run for their money. And then, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I believe they'll, be, they, they'll blow out Ohio State. That's just my opinion. They run up on Ohio State and ask the championship. They will put Ohio State to sleep. They will put Ohio State to sleep. I don't believe Ohio State is ready for TCU. I don't. But Georgia, on the other hand, is different because I think Georgia can match up with TCU. And I think out of the three teams, I think Georgia is the worst matchup for TCU. If it happened, if this will, if this is the national championship, Georgia and TCU, then all my all means, all best is off. You better bring your A game, hard hard hat, and you better be ready to ball. You better be ready to fight, and you better be ready to grind because you're going to need all four quarters to beat Georgia. Now, with that being said, though, Georgia's still got to get past Ohio State. Now, I did not pick Georgia last time. Only because they have disappointed me time after time after time and after time. But I feel like I want to really pick Georgia. But just because I didn't pick them last time and they won, I kind of want to keep that going. I feel like I was, I feel like I will superstitiously break the chain if I don't, if I do not take them, if I pretty much go against them. I think I'll break it if I do take them in this game. I said it wrong the first time, but yeah, I, I will break the I will break the superstition, or necessarily I will break my metaphor. What I'm trying to say is I'm, I I will really just jinx the shit out of, uh, of Georgia if I take them in this game, and I and and necessarily Georgia is the best team in the country. Period. No matter no no. No if bits, bats, or what about it? Now, yeah, they they had a couple slip ups, yeah, of course. But what team? What show me a team that didn't slip up this season in college football? Show me what team didn't slip up. You could say Michigan, but they had to fight for three quarters against Penn State, and then pretty much turned it on. That's about it. Everything else there, there, there was born. Everybody that slipped up. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. Georgia is gonna be at the Georgia Dome for the, for this game against Ohio State, and honestly, that crowd will be eighty twenty. I'm gonna just be honest with you. It's gonna be eighty twenty. Is Ohio State? It may bring thirty percent. Might bring thirty percent. 
that's about the highest it's going to get. Georgia, it's going to be like a home game for Georgia in that semifinal game. So, I said my prediction, and here it is. TCU is going to beat Michigan. Don't care what the score is. I really don't. I don't even care what the score is uh, any of the games, any of these two games. But I think I think Michigan had a fine season. I don't think they're ready yet. I don't trust McCarthy. I think, I think honestly, I think whoever plays if Georgia, if Georgia, not saying Georgia will would will beat Ohio State, but if Georgia get past Ohio State, I don't care if it's Michigan or, or, or TCU. It's a bad matchup. It's a horrible matchup. A lot, of, and everybody kept saying that for half of the season. They kept saying, "Oh." Michigan could Michigan could match up with Georgia, uh, Georgia now. No, they can't. See, just because you got three more people that can that can run fast, don't mean you got a, a speedy team. It's not. It's not the same. Georgia is different. The defense is defense is good. And guess what? Eh, you can't outside of the couple of names that was on the team last year. Let's be real. Not to say they no names, but hey, we learning. And that's and that's the scary thing about it because actually this Georgia defense to me is gonna be better next year than it than they are this year. That's the more scary thing. That's the part that Lafos are forgetting. This team and they not and they don't have that many transfers transfer out. They're one of the least teams that's got. Outside of the teams that is not having somebody transferring, period, out of the team, out of the big teams, they're the ones that maybe have two that transfer out. That's about it. Everybody else is staying packed, and they're not losing the, they're not losing twenty some odd people to the draft like they did last year. I know it wasn't twenty, but it's just the point of the, it's just the point where I'm making this team. Makeup wise, outside of Bowers, Washington, um, the quarterback, maybe what three people off the defense. That's it. Everybody else is coming back. The only thing that will put Georgia at odds is the quarterback position. Other than that, next like the next next season, and I know we we can focus on next season in about in about a month or so. Matter of fact, a month. We actually it'll be a month. I think the game's on eleven or something like that. Somewhere, yeah, I think it's eleven or something like that. So within a month, about four weeks after the national championship, guess what? We can focus on that. <laughs> But right now, we're just focusing on see if they can get past Ohio State. Ohio State, I think the game, the the Ohio State Georgia game is going to be a lot closer than a lot of folks think. I think Ohio State going to get get. I think Stroud is a little pissed. I think Stroud. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Stroud need to understand he was never going to win win the Heisman. You didn't. Put, you might have put up some good numbers, but you didn't put up the. You didn't put up the numbers. Or was effective enough to understand to make us believe 
if you take him off Ohio State and, and put somebody else in, it would be a total different team. And we can't believe that. Now, that's the reason why Caleb Williams won the Heisman. You take Caleb Williams off that team, I don't give a damn about Lincoln Rowley. Lincoln Rowley don't win the Pac-12 without Caleb Williams. As a matter of fact, they didn't win the Pac-12, to be honest with you. But the point is, they wouldn't even get to the game. They wouldn't even get to the championship game in the Pac-12 without Caleb Williams. That's the point. That's the thing about C.J. Stroud. And by the way, C.J. Stroud actually could come back next year. But that's not the point. C.J. Stroud? <laughs> you take him off of Ohio State? Man, I, I, I'm telling you right now, they got another dude behind him. And it don't even matter who his name is. All he got to do is not, not screw it up. That's just being honest. And you, you and some people can say that by a lot. No, you really can't. Like you, you, you honestly can't. Certain teams have just enough. You put CJ Stroud, take you take Stephen Bennett off of uh, old Georgia and put CJ Stroud on Georgia. And uh, yeah, I know one particular person gonna feel a certain disrespect by me saying that, but I don't care. But I'm making a point of it. You take Stephen Bennett off of Georgia and put CJ Stroud. Georgia is still going to be in the same situation. Stephen Bennett is not better than C.J. Stroud, talent-wise. That's the reason why Georgia is in the position they are, because Stephen Bennett don't make that many mistakes. He made a couple, but not, a, not to the magnitude of saying, oh, we cannot rely on him. He can make a throw or two if you don't handle your business. you got to get to him. Ohio State's biggest, weakest point of their team is, the, is rushing the passer. They're not that good. They're, they are decent, but they are not elite enough to be believable that they can pat, rush, the, rush the passer. And in this particular game, they need to. But Michigan and TCU, oh, they can rush the passer. Both teams can rush the passer. Better than Ohio State. And guess what? If either one of those two teams plays Georgia, they still going to get their ass stomped. So, now, to everybody else, now, I know I'm running around a little long on my prediction, but let's be honest. If I'm telling you right now, Georgia gets in the national championship game, Georgia win the national championship. I don't see Michigan or TCU beating them. But if Ohio State beats Georgia, ladies and gentlemen, my second team that I'm going to pick, and, and by the way, the realistic pick is Georgia, but if you want me to be optimistic, I'm taking TCU to win, win it all. Not Michigan, not Ohio State. Georgia and TCU is my two picks. And to be honest with you, I'd rather them two be in the national championship. So I won't be looking crazy and be like, damn, we got a rematch of Michigan and, Michigan and Ohio State. And nobody wants to see that. We saw it. We saw what happened in the second half. Ohio State was nowhere to be found. 
Rondé, I'm going to tell you right now, Ohio State fans ain't going to go for that too many times. By the way, that's the second year you almost, you, hey, that's the second year you got ran out the building. This, this year, you got ran out of your own building this time. That ain't going to fly too many times in Ohio State, and they don't give a damn if you make the playoffs or not. If you can't beat Michigan, you got in the playoffs, but this year, we'll just say, if you win the national championship, that might buy you off a year. But let's be real. If you don't win the national championship and you lose to Michigan next season in 2023, I'm telling y'all right now, Ryan Day is on the hot seat. You don't lose to Michigan and you keep your job as long as possible. That ain't, you, you can't keep buying yourself just off of, oh, we make the playoffs. That ain't going to fly too much longer. Because guess what? The 12-team playoffs is around around the corner. It ain't going to be too long when that comes around. And guess what? All you got to do is, all you got to do is two, hey, you could lose to Indiana, but you bet, they also better beat Michigan. That's just being honest. <sighs> Let's go to Excuse me. All right. Back at it, y'all. All right, y'all. We done made it to the halfway point. Let's talk about some NFL stuff. All right, let's get into it. I know some people that's in their feelings about their team not being my top 10. I know I have not talked about my top 10 in, in, uh, throughout this season on the podcast because, it's, to be honest with you, it's just my it's just something for me to play around with necessarily. And it's not that I, I'm, I'm holding other people's teams out by on purposely. I'm not. I'm going, my top 10 goes week by week. If you play well, you play well. If you play shitty, you play shitty. You play well, you go up. You play shitty, you go down. Simple to play. Simple to play. But it's too many teams around the same, around the same record. Close to the, around the same record. It just is. It's too many teams. And right now, I feel like it's only seven teams that's worth a damn. Everybody else is by the wayside. That's fighting for you know they 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 either right at the cusp or they they, they in the top ten or they just really just yeah. I, I just I can't make myself believe in outside of these seven teams. And one of these seven teams is my team, not by association or anything like that honestly yeah dallas pretty much screwed, almost screwed the pooch this past weekend everybody would have saw it everybody was bound to see it and, and i know half of you bastards want, wanted us to lose but that's fine no hey it is what it is but 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 keep watching us that's all i'm gonna say y'all making us look better y'all making the brand grow more and more and more if you if you're sick of us being on TV, quit watching us. Simply play. It's like it's like politics. If you want you want something, you you tired of looking at these old ass white, white men that's in the damn uh House of Representatives and Senate. By the way, which is based off a true story, 
We got too many old old people that won't relinquish certain powers. But what that being said, um, <coughs> excuse me. With that being said, if you want to vote, if you want to get them out of there, vote them out. If you want us, if you you tired of a team screw you, you know screwing the pooch and losing all the damn time. Quit buying tickets to the games. Ask Jacksonville. They don't play that shit. <laughs> Duval County, they will tell you exactly how to show a team, hey, show a franchise, you better be loyal. Hey, hey, we, we, we ain't about to play with that losing stuff. If y'all going to lose, we ain't about to spend our hard-earned money, hard-earned money just because you want us to. You better put up some some type of production. Show some heart or something. If you sick of Dallas being on TV, quit watching us. But the problem is, y'all love us to win. Y'all love us. Y'all damn sure love us when we lose. So quit. So quit whining. Now, this wasn't a, a speech. Of, this wasn't really about us. You know about the Cowboys necessarily, but the thing what I'm getting into is this: the seven teams, and it's not in no particular order at all to me. Right now, the seven best teams in the NFL right now is Dallas, is Philly, is Car- uh, excuse me, not Carolina. I don't know why I'm about to say Carolina. <coughs> excuse me, Dallas, Philly. Kansas City, I'm trying to say, um, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and I actually got yeah Cincinnati, 49ers, Minnesota. That's it. Everybody else is falls to the wayside. The the Jets. Let me. T- I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now, and I know this one particular person will hear this because I'm about to talk about this team right now. The Jets, top 10 defense. You're not a top 10 team. You're not a top 10 team. Let's, 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 let's stop. Like, let's stop. You're not a top 10 team. To be a top 10 team, you need to be top 10 teams. The difference between the Jets and Dallas, we beat Minnesota that beat Buffalo. But you can't beat Buffalo. In Buffalo. Minnesota beat Buffalo in Buffalo regardless of a fluke win or not. Regardless, I don't want to hit all that. You got to win the games, and I don't care if you got Mike White as your quarterback. You still got to play the game. You still got to play. You got. You still got to play to win the game. Period. There's no gray area in this. This is black and white. You got the quarterback that y'all playing with. Win the game. Your defense is legit. Simple and plain. There's no 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 disrespecting that. But if you have a problem with reason why you feel like that you your team is in the should be in the top ten, guess what? Talk to your offense. That's the reason why. Cause honestly, the defense played well enough to um technically win that game. The offense was the reason why y'all didn't win. Let's talk about Miami. Reason why I don't have my top 10. Tua. 
And the thing about it is, for the last two weeks, folks were sitting there talking about, we'll see what they do in, in San Francisco. Let's see what they do when they go to L.A. Let's see they, when they do when they go back to when they go play Buffalo again. And this time, and Tua will be completely healthy. Actually, I'm gonna tell you right now, Miami don't win this game. They ain't getting in the playoffs. They might. They, I'm just being honest. You have to play out outside of your comfort level. The last two weeks, pretty much. Show us Miami is not comfortable when they're not comfortable. <laughs> if it makes sense. Like, I'm just saying. Miami, and you can say that about a lot of teams, but the thing about it is Miami has showed us with Tariq Hill and Jalen Waller, you jam them, throw them off their timing, and guess what? And here's, the, here's the crazy thing about it. Teams like San Francisco that has a legit number one defense and the Chargers where they play an AJV team, you know what they did? They did the exact same thing. One has a legit all defense and the other one just got people that's injured and actually has a legit top 10 defense. But they just got people injured. And they did the exact same thing to Miami and got the exact same result. They beat the hell out of them. Physically. That's a problem. I can't trust a team if you can't be uncomfortable. Dallas, let's talk about my team real quick. Dallas was very uncomfortable this week. Hella uncomfortable. Hell, you could say we was uncomfortable with the, with the Colts game. We was up by two. Up by two, nearly about to lose this game. And then the fourth quarter, we exploded defensively and we had on business. That's what do winning teams that wants to, hey, winning time. Fourth quarter to me is winning time. What are you going to do in the fourth quarter? And what are you going to do in the two minutes left, two to four minutes left in the fourth quarter? Good teams, not just, just good teams. Elite teams take care of business when it matters. Going back to uh, Miami, can't trust them. If it's on schedule and they can go in the rhythm, one of the most dangerous offenses right now. When they off schedule, they look a hot ass mess. Go back and watch the tape. It doesn't lie. Whew. Oh, let's talk about the Chargers. The team that did just beat Miami. By the way, let me be, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? This ain't got nothing to do with players. This got to do with the coach. Chargers? The reason why I don't have them in my top team? Head coach. Don't trust them. Even when it matters, don't trust them. Even when it don't matter, don't trust them. Did anybody see what happened last year? Some things just stick to your stick into your memory. It's like my team hasn't been to a conference championship in twenty twenty seven years almost. It just sticks to your mind. And what sticks to my mind is Brandon Staley. 
makes some certain the most boneheaded mis- mistakes and calls. He's a defensive coach, yes. And I listen. There's some of these people on TV and, and radio talking that gay gang talk about you got to have an offensive coach. No, you just got to have a coach that has common fucking sense. Common fucking sense. Period. What is wrong with having common sense? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> just being honest. Ain't no one being honest. Just being honest. The Chargers is a very good team. And here's the thing. They don't run the ball as good as what I think they should. But let me tell you something. Justin Herbert is that dude. I can't put Justin Herbert in my in, in my top 10 because of his head coach. Justin Herbert honestly cannot be in the glory of the top five quarterbacks right now because of his head coach. It ain't got nothing to do with Justin Herbert's skill set or his leadership or his mind for the game. It has nothing to do with Justin Herbert, period. It has to do with his head coach. Sometimes the common denominator is the common denominator. The head coach for the uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers it's the, the com, he is the common denominator. Ain't got nothing to do with the players. Injuries happen. You, you got the coach to get the other kid. You got to get these other dudes ready to go. Simple play. All right. Who else I left out my top ten that just matter of fact? Let's talk about a team that's in my top ten that burns my just burns me just burns me inside. I've been saying this since last year. I said it even when they beat the hell out of the Rams uh, opening night. I said it. I've been saying it for weeks on weeks on weeks on weeks on weeks. Eight out of the, what, they got four games of 17 games. So, eight out of the last 13 games, Josh Allen is the leading rusher for their team. In those games. Eight out of the last 13. Do the math. They don't want to run the ball. Even with Dave O. Dave o is running the ball with, with, with the Giants. And you have a suck-ass quarterback in Daniel Jones. And they running the ball better than the damn Buffalo Bills. But you want to, but and, and Dayball was the offensive coordinator last year. They really didn't run the ball still because it was so focused on Josh Allen and this and that. This is the reason why it just grinds my gears about the NFL right now. Everything got it ain't about the quarterback oldest all the time. Sometimes it's about hey, can you run the ball to keep Patrick Mahomes off the damn field? I don't give a damn about uh, Josh Allen almost throwing four, almost the four, almost four hundred yards. Who gives a fuck? Can you run the ball when it matters? When you, when when you need to keep his ass off the field? I just don't trust Buffalo when it matters, playoff wise. I don't care that that I don't care Buffalo beats Kansas City in the regular season. To be honest with you, I'll tell you right now, Kansas City ain't scared of Buffalo. 
by no means. Because the last two years, they the reason why Buffalo's sitting at the house. What is there to be said? They're the reason. Whew. I ain't done yet. Buffalo, you got not one, not two, but three capable running backs. Use them. Would you please use them? Because if you don't, you're going to be sitting at the house again. And I'm telling you right now, Stephon Diggs might love him. Some, uh, uh, might love him. Might love his quarterback right now. But I'm going to give you a hot take right now. The way the way the Buffalo Bills been going, Josh Allen, and it's not even Josh Allen's fault. He Stephon Diggs left Minnesota because of Kirk Cousins. If Stephon Diggs leaves Buffalo, it won't because of Josh Allen. It's because y'all won't even do those little things to get to where y'all should be. Buffalo is a Super Bowl contender, a legit Super Bowl contender. They would get Travis White back in time for the playoffs, and you still ain't going to run the ball. I understand if Travis White plays a cornerback, but the point why I'm saying is the littlest thing will put you at the house. Turnovers, not running the ball, not trying to run the ball, not even that you can't run the ball. That's enough about the Buffalo Bills. Before we get up out of here, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers. Um, first off, let's talk about the 49ers real quick. Debo Samuels is gonna pretty much be done for the regular season. I, well, not all. I think he's. They say he. They're not ruling him out for the for regular season finale. Um. Sorry, I, got, uh, I was reading something. Oh, real quick. Sorry about that. But uh. Regular season finale. Um, uh, Brock Purdy, Iowa State um, quarterback, just the last couple years at Iowa State. Uh, outside of this season, um, got drafted this year in this year's NFL draft as Mister Irrelevant. Listen, I don't care you, Mister Mister Relevant or Irrelevant. At this moment, can you help us win the game? I'm not a 49er fan, of course, you know. But when I say we, I mean as a 49er nation, as 49er nation is thinking, hey, I don't give a damn you, Mr. Irrelevant. Yo, can you not make a mistake and 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 make sure the defense handle their business and you don't make a mistake to pretty much uh, kill our chances? Hey, can you do better than Jimmy G? That's all they want to know. That's all they want to know, honestly. That's seriously what's, what, what's on their minds. Can you not Jimmy G it? And if that is so, I'm going to be honest with you. 49ers is the most dangerous team in the NFL right now outside of the, uh, outside of the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Boutique, matter of fact, let's compare the two. The only thing that's uncomparable is two things between those, between those two teams. Cincinnati got the quarterback. 49ers got the defense. Everything else? Maybe maybe the wide receiver core? Pretty much is pretty much a push. The Cincinnati Bengals can run the ball. So can 49ers. The 49ers can run the ball, play defense. They got enough pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like they they the most scariest team in, in the NFL right now. And no, and nobody's gonna want to play them in the playoffs. Guess what? They win their division. They gonna they at home. You got to go to Santa Clara. Guess congratulations. <laughs> you got to go to Levi Stadium. Good luck with that. Because guess what? They gonna be rocking. Forty uh, uh, the 49ers, and everybody's trying to say that they are the better matchup to beat this team. We want that we're about to talk about is is the Philadelphia Eagles. Which to me is the best team in the NFL by far, not even close. The race is not even close. If you put the Eagles against the Bills, they'll. they'll I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think the Bills. I really don't think the Bills got enough to on either side. Bills won't run the ball enough to to do what they need to do. <laughs> basically, um, Kansas City. Might be able to put might be able to put up points, but be honest with you, they can, don't they don't even run the ball good enough. They run the ball better than Buffalo, but they they ain't about to run no ball to keep Philly's defense honest. And then, like you put, like you just look at the matchups. Styles make matchups. The only team. And this might say blast sound blasphemous to a lot of people, but let's be real. The only team, maybe the only two teams, honestly, that can match that name match up, that could have a legitimate chance of beating the Eagles is the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. That's not a that's not a formality. Because out of that three combinations, somebody got to make the NFC Championship game. <laughs> and somebody got to come out of there. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's your top three teams in the not NFC. Hell, the way it looks, arguably, could be the top three teams in the NFL. All three, all three teams have a top ten defense. Dallas leads the league in scoring. Philly has the best overall uh, balanced offense. San Francisco got the number one defense. And if you really want to break it down even more, if you go by coaches-wise, Sirianni has never been to no Super Bowl. He don't understand the magnitude of the pressure. McCarthy, and Shanahan. Shanahan been the multiple. McCarthy been the one and one. What has Sirianni done? See, a lot of folks got to take the count of that. Yeah, you got Jalen. You got a real good running game between Jalen and Sanders. You got 
Uh, you got the two receivers in Brown and Salem Reaper. You got Dallas Garter going to be coming back soon. Uh, which, by the way, I believe he's going to be back in time for the Dallas game. Which, oh, yeah, I really wish he could wait to after the Dallas game, but we know that's not going to happen. But uh, <laughs> that's just, hey, that's between me and you. Come on now, we ain't. Come on, we're not stupid. Dallas Garner's not coming back this week. He's coming back for the Dallas game. And, and that's just to put a little dapper on everybody's mood and say, oh, Dallas Garner coming back. That's just another weapon to defend. Like, listen, here's the thing. The NFL season, the close, here's, here's, here's the closeout for y'all. The NFL season. This 2022 season has been more enjoyable in years. I haven't enjoyed a season like this in a long time. Like, enjoyed in in a totality situation. Now, we don't have had a few, you know, a couple Thursday night games been kind of snoozers. The last few, actually, the last couple few Monday night games have been kind of snoozers, too. But that's because we thought they thought this this team or that team will be where they be at. Matter of fact, the Colts the Colts did not play this week. I thought they had a bye this week. They got a Monday night game. They got a, the next Monday night game. I believe is is the Colts. No, it's the Rams and Packers. It's the Sunday night game. The the Colts got a Sunday night game. I'm pretty sure they're going to try to flex that, but if they ain't flexed it by now, meaning that, that Sunday night game is still on for the Colts and whoever. Don't matter. But the point where I'm getting at is this. It's going to give it Sunday. It's going to give it Thursday. We got, some couple, we got some Saturday games coming up. Yeah, I know. We got some Saturday games coming up this month. This is, you know... You know, December is the month for NFL Saturday games. So, we got those games coming up. Get get ready, gear up. Uh, Christmas Eve is a, if I'm not mistaken, it's a triple header or a double header. One or the other. But they got a triple header this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. This Saturday is a triple header. Um, but, but. Just enjoy it. Sometimes, yeah, we Eagles fans, Cowboys fans, 49ers fans, Bengals fans, Miami fans, Dolphins fans, Patriots fans. It don't matter. Even if you're a Houston Texas fan. And I'm telling you right now, you don't think them Houston Texas fans wanted that game last weekend against Dallas? I'm telling you right now, the beauty, the beauty of the the beauty of this sport of football. Brings the good and does bring a couple bad things out, you know, when folks get drunk and get belligerent. But it brings the beauty of everybody. It really does. So enjoy, enjoy the rest of the season. You know, what I'm saying enjoy the last four games we got, the last month of the regular season. Because guess what? Some of these teams we got what three teams: Chicago. Houston and somebody else is eliminated. Um, I can't think of them right now, but I know Chicago and Houston and some and somebody else. They all, we got like three teams already eliminated right now. 
we're guaranteed to have at least two to three more teams eliminated this weekend. So after after this weekend. So um they weaving it out. They weave it's time to weave it out. It's time to weave it out. All right, y'all. Thank thank you for hearing me out. Uh this episode, episode eighteen. Hey, please subscribe, share, pass along the you know, pass along the podcast, pass along the episodes. I uh, appreciate y'all. Um, keep your hey, hey, listen. It's the, it, it, I'm gonna say this. I was I actually had I did a I did an episode on the road, but I didn't get a chance to really complete it um, like I wanted to. But I have a message to say to really close this out. This is the holiday season. There are more suicides during this time of the year. That any time of it, in any time of the calendar year, people, some people, if you have a friend that you can say in their feelings about the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you know, trying to get, try, hey, they trying to struggle it, get it to 2023. Sometimes call them over. Tell them just, hey, I'm, I made some food. You come over here and get some food, man. Hey, we have a talk, watch a movie or two. You know what I'm saying? Let folks, make folks feel welcome. Make folks feel a good way. Because some people, it's not their fault. But they done went through some stuff. And sometimes the holiday seasons just feel like, just feel crappy. Feel really, really crappy. I really said a different word, but really y'all get one my drift. It really feels crappy. So seriously, if you know a person that's struggling throughout through the during the holiday season right now, hey, invite them over. Invite them a lunch. Hey, y'all take a walk, play a video game, go to a bar. You know, the point is be a friend. Be a friend of somebody. Because sometimes just that 15 minutes, 15 minutes to an hour or whatever it is could save a life. Y'all don't understand what people go through with not just mental illness, but depression. And during this season, it's sometimes it's the hardest time to go through. Because the pressure, that seven pounds of pressure sometimes gets too much. Seriously, be a friend to somebody. Y'all don't have to be besties, but damn it, just be friends. Be be friendly, be kind. This is a season, hey, go talk to somebody. Be a friend to somebody. Y'all be easy. <laughs>